Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Adultish Podcast. We are coming live to tape, to, to digital, from Bevan's apartment. And I'm Brendan Sokler. I'm David Ray. And I'm Bevan. Welcome, everyone, to the Adultish Podcast. We are not streaming live today on Facebook, or else I would say, follow along. Have any questions? Let me know. But we're still in a shared universe in MySpace, right? In MySpace? We're on MySpace? No, no, I meant my personal... Space. You're confusing the kids today. Are we on Life Journal? <laughs> no, we're not. I have feelings. No, shut we're up. On Friendster. Oh, Friendster. Our age. Our. <laughs> Which is Gen? Huh? The over thirty-five crowd. Gen. Um. Yeah. So, gang, how's it been going? Well, D-Ray, what you been up to? What's yeah, up? this is David Ray's first back for the new year. Yeah, yeah it's been a while. Yeah, no, I've been uh, revamping the webs, my own personal website, working a lot, and just getting my shit together outside of the, the fun stuff like the podcast. You know so. what I really love about the phrase, getting your shit together? What? Just, just if you take it on a literal level, it's just like, just, just uh, Mary Kondoing your, your dookie. Just making sure you got it all in order. Like the lady in the corner coming up here, she had a pit bull and a shih tzu, and the pit bull took human shits, and the, and the shih tzu took shih tzu shits, and then she was putting it all together and putting it in a bag. Is that what you do, meant? Do you think uh, when she puts little baggies on her feet walking around her house, those are her shih tzus? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I'll see myself out. God. <laughs> Got it in early. <laughs> yeah, listen to anything I said. <laughs> no, not really. Shih Tzu. I have it. I have I, it. I have the joke. Let me sit on that joke. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, overall, okay. I've been good. Been good. Busy. It's good. good. How it's about good. you? You know, uh, pre-production for a million things, including... Oh, my nose. Uh... <laughs> Adultish season for which mm-hmm. is an undertaking, mm-hmm. uh, which Bevan can speak to. Also, it's, we're not allowed to announce anything yet. We're not allowed to announce anything, so Bevan can't speak to shit. I can't say anything about it. It's so busy. But off the air, yes, we can tell David things. Sorry, guys, it will come soon. <laughs> we'll, like, we'll tell you on the Facebook live stream that we're doing. We're not doing a Facebook live stream. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, also, uh, I've had a head cold, which is super fun. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably, you know, just try to blow my nose as close to the mic as possible. Just Good. So... Just so we know the microphone works. Yeah, so Good. hopefully you're catching that audience. Oh, man, you can hear it in your ears. It's mm-hmm. Bevan, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I am good. I have been, um, you know, doing some secret agent stuff. Cool. Um, That totally defeats the secret agent part of it. Bevan's really fucking good at it. I'm really good at secret agent stuff. Because a secret agent wouldn't say they're a secret agent, which might, in fact, be the most secret agent thing of all. It's ballsy, like James Bond just not having a code name ever. He's like, I'm James Bond. Yeah, exactly. I'm a banker. Oh, I'm a banker. Man, I had not thought about that. He never... No, he never has a... He, never, he, he has... There is a theory that James Bond is the code name. Yeah, no, but even in Casino Royale, when uh, he's going into the Monte Carlo Hotel, at Montenegro, sorry, he's supposed to check in as James Beach, and his wife played by Ava Green, and he totally just, out of cockiness, out of being James Bond, he's just like, oh, yeah, but it's under James Beach, but I'm James Bond. And she's like, dude! We're undercover. He's like, yeah, I know, but you know, if he knows, he knows. So what? I'm still gonna beat him. 
Yeah. He's very ballsy. Did, Just uh, like Bevan. Did they did they have the phrase big dick energy back then? Is that Big Dick Energy. Yeah, I haven't heard of that. You are now. not familiar with Big Dick Energy. I am not is that a thing? That is a thing. Where B- BDE is a thing. Where okay. it's all over. Wherever yes. you can find Big Dick Energy, and it doesn't have to. It's not an actual dick. It can be a metaphysical dick. You could have Big Lab Energy. You could mm-hmm. have however you so want to do it. But it's just about you know what you got and you're swinging it. You swing. So misogyny. It. Yeah, no, that's definitely a part of that. But. So, uh, James Bond for sure. Yeah, okay. definitely. Okay, <laughs> cool. Great. Uh, I so so Bevan's got big lab energy. I'm yeah. guessing. Big vag. Big, big vag. Ven- big vag energy. Big I like vag it. energy. BVE. BVE. Oh. Harkening oh. oh. back to bad. You movies. know. Yeah. You know. You also can't have Bevan without BV. <laughs> wow. still, what are we talking about still? A big vagina. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I can announce um, that I am going to be at C two E two. Next oh, month. God bless you. What is that? That is the <laughs> Chicago Expo Comic Con. Ah. Uh, hosted by Reed Pop, the same guys right. that throw New York Comic Con. Yes, I am not going with Dinner Geek. I'm actually going with What's Your Passion Jewelry. And oh. they have a booth right by the Marvel people. So They fucking would. <laughs> nice. Well, it helps if, you know, if they make Marvel licensed jewelry. Which they fucking do. I know. Do. Marvel really needs a leg up on this merchandising stuff because I don't see them doing very well ever <laughs> in the past ten years. I know, right? <laughs> Slowly pans down to his shirt. Oh, it's Captain America. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah right? Uh, I am excited about that. I've never been to Chicago, so... Ooh. And I actually get to go and enjoy the con, where most Wear of the time... Wear only shorts. It's super warm there all the time. When when are you going? March. <laughs> Again, Hawaiian shirts, <laughs> shorts, open-toed shoes. Don't listen to him. Chicago is lovely. It's a very nice town. It's super lovely. Yeah, people are really nice. Nice place to eat. Uh, my first comic book convention was in Chicago. Back was it C2E2? No, it was Wizard World back in oh, 1997. Wizard World? At the Rosemont Convention Center. Mm, and okay. that was that was legit. I, I got okay. to meet Joe Mann. I got to meet Jim Lee. I got to meet Peter Mayhew. Oh, wow. I got to meet David Prowse. Yeah, good stuff. Chicago's beautiful. Yeah, it I'm... sucks in the winter. It sucks in the winter, listeners. <laughs> Yeah, and March 22nd is considered still possibly winter. It might be cold, it's but not bikini not, weather. No, it's not. Just Shut go. Up. March is going to be up. fine. Cool, that's awesome. Yeah, I, that's I'm really crossing exciting. my fingers I'll be going to Star Wars Celebration in Florida, which would be bikini weather, but that's yeah. in April. Mm, cool, cool. That's parkish shit Are you right going there. To I don't know yet. Okay. I will know at the end of the month. Part and of that fl- would be with Dinner Geek if I go. What part of Florida is it in? I don't remember. I would say it's like, I would guess Orlando. I would guess Orlando. I would guess Orlando, you know, since they're owned by Disney. All right. What? Yeah. When that happened? That little detail. That little detail. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of Disney just throwing some balls and stuff out there. That's what they do. It's just Mickey Mouse shucking his... His balls. <laughs> fucking nuts. Balls out. Just, just, yes. just his mouse his, balls. His lower mouse ears. Um, anyway. To to the surprise of no one, they officially announced the cancellation of Punisher and Jessica Jones. Oh. Boo. boo. Wait, what was that thing that we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago? Oh, uh, that they were going to do that? Oh, we told you this? Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, kinda... yeah, we said this. Uh, it comes to the shock of no one. But from what I understand of what little details there are out on the internets about, like, 
when these characters could possibly transfer as series, it starts the two-year, uh, like, dead zone period, the non-compete. But I think they can still appear in movies. Fuck, they may appear in Avengers Endgame, which I doubt. I fucking doubt. I doubt. The world is not that kind. I don't think we get that. Yeah, they, they, they stop. Sh- they, that movie's done, right? That movie's that, Yeah, that finished. movie's done. done and they could have they done it already. Yeah, exactly. But who's to say? Nah, nah, it's not coming back. After the cancellation of Iron Fist, followed by Cage, followed, you know, it was just uh, Daredevil, it was just a matter of time, really. We yeah. talked about it, like, last year, I think, it was just like, it's just a matter of time where just, like, Marvel and Disney are going to make this online platform which we still know nothing about, or do we know something about? We, we, we know they're going to treat it kind of like a cable network in the sense that there's going to be different package options, right. because there's going to be, like, separate channels. There's gonna be yeah. like a Star Wars channel, there's gonna be a Marvel channel, Pixar channel. So you're picking like HBO, Showtime, yeah. It they're gonna kind so of Disney's making its own cable. It's it but it's gonna it's streaming, but it's gonna be its own cable server. So I it's mean, like YouTube that has channels. Because yes. now some channels you can just subscribe to that instead of like the YouTube. Exactly. The market is so fucking weird right now. We've basically cut the cord on cable to watch people start packaging Hulu, Netflix, and then Disney coming out with its own cable. But it yeah. makes the market even extremely even more saturated than it already was. Yeah. Because you can watch Hulu, Prime, Netflix, uh, YouTube shows, cable, like NBC, like every every channel yeah. on cable already has its own platform. Shit's crazy, so, man. It's a lot. And I think it should be noted, while Punisher and Jessica Jones clearly got canceled because they're inferior shows, Cloak and Dagger's still going on. That's for two, that's, baby. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. But that's I, in a different channel. I'm aware. Okay. It's still, These are jokes that I'm No, it's, it's so bad. I mean... Uh, I, I have not finished uh, Punisher season two. Uh-huh. Um, not uh, not uh, not that exciting either. Sadly to say, I'm not really digging it. Did we have we come to talk about Punisher season two? No, we haven't. I have not. Okay, you I, talked about it, but Ming and I had not seen it. So yeah. you talk to yourself. Okay, yeah. so let, let's talk for a second. I'm Dave, five right? in. I'm five in, and I'm still That's very fine. meh. It, it, it kind of remains meh. Yeah. It feels very disjointed, and Callum Blue, who was on Dead Like Me, mm-hmm. and I fucking love, fantastic actor, mm-hmm. it just seems like there's an A story and a Z story. Yeah. It's not an AB story no. where it's like, this will intersect all quaintly. It's like, why are these both happening? Yeah. The Billy Russo arc, I'm really... I see what they're trying to do. Did you remember season one? Did you see season one? Of I Punisher? did see season one of Punisher. So Billy Russo, Billy the Russo, the world's yeah. most fuckable villain. Yeah, who turns into he turns into Jigsaw at the end of season one. Yes, I remember. And that. if you see what they have him do now, he's going through that PTSD of that, which is interesting on paper, but the execution is kind of like okay. Also, I'm really disappointed with the makeup job on, on Billy, Billy Russo because, because he's still hot <laughs> well because you saw the you see the beating at the end of season where you're like that's gonna look horrible and it really is just like a scratch here a thing there a shaved head so they didn't have Tyrion Lannister but, wait David can you uh, can yeah. you run down um, the scars again for the viewing a, audience that we don't have right here on the okay I'll say one on the one on the chin one on the <laughs> neck one on the eye a shaved head and then trauma 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 there you go that's Jigsaw where if uh, listeners if you've ever seen a picture of any interpretation of Jigsaw even in the movie 
Punisher Warzone, which is not the best movie, but the depiction of it, he's supposed to have a very mangled face. Like, yeah. horribly mangled like, face. Like, if you remember those raisins that played jazz in the 90s. Yes. Yeah. It looks worse than that. Worse than because that. Because he doesn't smile and wear sunglasses and play jazz. Or the blues. What was it again? I don't know. I, they were all secretly Bill Clinton. Yeah. That's all I remember. <laughs> that makes that. a lot of sense. <laughs> Anyways. So, yes. The, the cancellation does, does bring it to... I think that it's going to just transfer everything to whatever the cable channel of Disney's gonna be. But for now, yes, the news is these two shows got cancelled. We're not surprised. And I'm not Cloak surprised. and Dagger are gonna be in Avengers Endgame. Oh, Gosh. Beep, 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 beep. No, please no. Moving on. Moving right Moving along. Moving right along from that. Um, do you guys, well, question really quick. Now that Disney's doing its own streaming service, they typically now have their own Comic-Con, too, called D23. I got C2E2 and D23 mixed up. How? Uh, they're letters and numbers. Okay, great. Uh, so D23 is Disney's own Comic-Con. I'm wondering, do we think in the next couple of years if Disney will pull out all of its, um, licensings on other Comic-Cons to just put it on their Comic-Con? I mean, it's a thing that's been happening in other platforms. Uh, yep. uh, PlayStation's doing that. Uh, Nintendo does that. Like a lot of, in terms of video games, which I, I I do focus on outside of comic books and movies, where it's just like, yeah, if you don't have, if you want total control of your content and focus it on the audience that will respond to it, a lot of people are just doing that. Where it's just like, if Disney wants to just have its thing, which on its own, because of all the properties it has can hold on its own convention with just having Disney and Marvel and Lucasfilm and Pixar. Pixar, yeah. Like, it could, you could have a, you know, we're here in New York, you can just fill the Javits with just those four companies and have a full convention with talkbacks and, like, you know, uh, <clears throat> shows and whatnot and, like, interviews for any TV show or movie that they're coming out because there is content to be seen. There's going to be, uh, what's three Marvel movies this year? Plus... Uh, uh, there's the Star Wars TV the show. The Star Wars TV show, the Star Wars movie at the end of the year. Like there's 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 a Pixar movie probably coming out. Toy Story Four is coming Toy out. Toy Story, soon. like there's like with that alone, you could have a convention. And then Frozen Two is coming yeah. out. I not, don't. Not to I, mention I the TV this. shows. Yeah. You know. Unlike unlike the cable packaging, I don't hate this because. Have you been to New York Comic Con recently? It's a zoo. It's a fucking zoo. Yeah. And I'm perfectly okay with us breaking stuff up a little bit. Like, it's just, it's too much. But then, but then again, it goes into where it's just like, you won't have a hub where everything's available, which to the consumer or like the audience, like, <clears throat> it's already, you have to plan out myself you have to plan out going to comic-con you have to take days off work yep. you got to know what you're doing you got to you know pay some money it ain't cheap you got to know what you want to do where you, you have to plan it because there's a lot to do now if you have to do that plus you have to now pick your battles maybe or if you know money's not an issue yeah i'm gonna go to d23 i'm gonna go to the chicago i'm gonna go to whatever uh, the uh, star wars celebration if it is that year which it's been hiatus for a bit 
Star Wars Celebration, I think, takes a year break and then comes back. Around. Okay. So they don't do it every single year. Now, D23, as of right now, did not has not done it every single year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what killed San Diego Comic-Con last, uh, not last year, but two years ago, was D23 happened, I think, like three weeks before San Diego Comic-Con in California. Mm-hmm. And they released all the major stuff at their own Comic-Con. Right. So by the time San Diego Comic-Con came around, a lot of like all, they couldn't utilize what Disney had well, already it's old released. News. Yeah, it's yeah. old news. So I'm actually wondering if D23 would affect San Diego Comic Con. <clears throat> I think um, I think it would in a maybe a positive way for the person that just wants to go to Com- San Diego Comic Con because speaking about a zoo in New York, I have no interest in going to San Diego Comic Con because that's. San, the whole of San Diego is a zoo for the for that week. And I have no interest in going to the San Diego Zoo. It's a lie. I hear it's really nice. I think so too. Yeah. Um, I will say I will say though about San Diego Comic Con, it it is bigger ish than New York Comic Con mm-hmm. because New York Comic Con is forced to all just be in this one area. What is nice about San Diego is that it's a lot more spread out, and there is a lot of bigger Tell us activities. Tell more about your time at San Shut Diego. Um, but I will admit, though, to the point of maybe separating things, is that there it's it's too big to where I there's no way you could see everything that's right. at San Diego Comic Con. There's just no way you have to pick and choose what you're going to see at San Diego Comic Con. Whereas if you did a D23 and then a San Diego Comic Con. It would cost for sure more money to do that, yeah. but but at least there would be more opportunity to see everything you want to see. I mean, I, I see the benefit if like okay, D twenty three, I want to just see Marvel. Mm-hmm. You can probably get your money's worth and just do that, and then when you get to San Diego Comic Con, then you can just go for I guess whatever else is there, which is comic book companies, just legitimate comic book, nothing to do with television or film. Like, I think the problem with Comic-Con, me as a Comic-Con lover, is that it's a lot to do with pop culture in general, and comic, the comic aspect of it is, like, on the wayside. It's, like, second, which if if they just take all the media stuff out and all the multi-million dollar, like, budgets of movies and stuff and television... Put it somewhere else and make that the crowd. Separate the fandom. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I think it might just clean things up and make Comic-Con a comic book convention, which that's what it was or that's what it is. But then again, who am I? I'm an old guy and I hate change. So, <laughs> so like I he only carries dollar bills. Yeah, all the time. And just the idea of having a convention to just one type of entertainment might be beneficial in the long run for the people that... For the certain audience, because that's what I it mean, is. that's... But that's where it's complicated in that, like, oh, are we not going to include video games? Should we include Injustice? Mm-hmm. We are including movies. Shouldn't we include the Marvel movies? And it branches, like yeah. It's like yeah. a weird branching thing. The, the There's fortunate, a lot of cross-pollination, too. Yeah, totally. the, the fortunate slash unfortunate thing is comic culture is now just culture. And yeah. therefore, these things feed into each other. So you're trying to cover the entirety of the nerdosphere, which is now everything. Yeah. Well, which is growing more and more difficult to cover everything. Exactly. I mean, there's uh, even, we're talking like TV shows. There's not enough time in the day to watch all the different TV shows that we would need to cover if it's considered geek pop culture. Right. I am know? a season behind maybe two now in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Never watched an episode of Cloak and Dagger. 
Six episodes behind in Walking Dead, two behind in Gotham, five behind in Umbrella Academy, and then I have the CW shows. Wow. See, I... And I watch most things. I, I know. I don't know how you have time for all of that. I don't sleep. Yeah, but... Obviously. And I need something on while I work. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a lot. I can't do that. Like, well, I, yeah. like, if you name a comic book show, I'm probably watching it, and it's probably killing me. <laughs> well, that's a good advertisement. Watch the show; it's killing you. Um, like I like them all enough. I mean, uh, which also does bring us into Umbrella Academy. Yay! Umbrella Academy just came out, and it's pretty fun. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I love the comics, and I think I may be benefited by the fact that I have not read the comic since it came out. Which was? I want to say... 2007, 2008. Yeah, huh? something around okay. then. Like I looked it up. 10 years old. Look I railed through it on Comixology. It's written by Gerard Way, mm-hmm. who is the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Right, 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 right. What? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And also runs DC's Young Animal imprint. Yep. I believe this was a Vertigo book when it came out. And it was a banger. Uh, now, this show... Pretty fun, mm-hmm. pretty weird. I'm enjoying it. Uh, premise spoiler to the first episode. Uh, 2007 sure. to 2008. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, That's the first six issues. Sorry that I can't because there was a sequel. Copy. There is a day that happens in the 80s where a bunch of babies are born spontaneously from women that were not pregnant at the beginning of the day. And some of them got superpowers. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is a weird eccentric billionaire who takes up several of them and uh, trains them to be a superhero fighting team known as the Umbrella Academy. Uh, They grow up, they get estranged, the eccentric billionaire dies, and you have one of them that was lost, a uh, space jumper, jump back from the future because he decided to time jump, and apparently the world's ending in eight days, so they are trying to deal There's with a ticking that time bomb. shit. So this is a limited series. So, yeah. yeah, it was a limited series, and... But there was a second series called The Umbrella Academy Dallas, which followed in 2008. Yeah. And okay. then a third series called The Umbrella Academy Hotel Oblivion, which was released in 2018, so that's pretty... Okay. That's pretty Maybe new. Maybe on the coattails of this because this was happening? Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Probably. Uh, and, Brennan, you've only read the first... I want to say I read the first and some of the second. I think the second got a little convoluted for me. Okay. Um, but the original series was awesome. And the performances on this have been overall pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Ellen Page is doing a subdued thing for a reason within this, which takes it takes a very talented actor to be engaging while pulling away any amount of pizzazz. True. Um, I'll contradict in a second. I'll just let him finish. Yeah. Um, And there is a character that can speak to the dead who I saw in Misfits, which is one of my favorite fucking superhero shows of all time. And he's awesome. It's it's been engaging. I like it. There's a talking monkey. What more do you fucking want? They don't really explain. They kind of explain, but they don't. They'll get to the talking monkey. Uh, That's fine. Talking um, Monkey is the Chekhov's gun of superheroes. I will say the CGI on the Talking Monkey is pretty it, solid for a Netflix yeah. TV show. Um, so just to kind of give you a breakdown, because 
currently David Ray is looking at a picture of the five the crew, yeah. of the crew. I've yet to see the show. Um, so Ellen Page plays Vanya. She is mm-hmm. number seven. She, at this time, is the normal one. Like, she has been played off, but she doesn't have any powers, and she wrote this book uh, that pissed off the rest of her adopted siblings because she basically just shitted on the entire life of growing up in this house where everyone was part of a team but her, and she Mm -hmm. likes to play the violin, which, side note... This show opens up with her playing the Phantom of the Opera. And it's and a it was, banger. I love that. I was really confused. My musical theater nerdom was very confused and conflicted by my geek nerdom because she literally was playing the Phantom of the Opera during the whole entire opening sequence. But why? Well, what, what troubled you about that? Well, like, it just seemed out of place. It just okay. seemed so random because okay. there was nothing that was happening that would justify why she would play the Phantom of the Opera. Oh. Some of the soundtrack choices in here are questionable because I what? feel like they pop out of nowhere. What's the time uh, time frame in the show? This is, this is, so according to the comic book, this is, takes place in an alternate reality where, yeah. where Kennedy is not shot and assassinated. Oh yeah, that's a thing. That's but what, a okay, so it's kind of like Watchmen type shit? Yeah. It is, it's kind of very similar to Watchmen. Like, I watch this and I think, oh, this is very Watchmen. Um, um, but yeah. in terms of time, what year is it? It's, I think it's the current year, right? It's oh, the, it's modern times. It's modern times. Okay. I was thinking because it was, okay. okay. Yes, yes, because they're saying the on October 1st, 1989... People gave birth, women gave birth to these people, and then jump forward 20 What year did Phantom of the Opera premiere on Broadway? Oh, 89. Technically on Broadway in New York, (laughs) but but it had premiered already in London in 86. But we're not talking about that. Was that when Sarah Brightman was involved? Is that why it was in London? Well, yeah, it was written by Andrew Lloyd Webber, who's yeah, British. Yeah, married to her. Yeah, don't you know? Married to her. Yeah, the part was written for her. That's very Duh. nice. <laughs> Are they still together? No, they divorced a while ago, man. She got famous from him. I was like, bye! So is she not going to be in Love Never Dies? Oh, fuck that <laughs> fucking sequel. I, that's another different conversation. That's a different podcast. That's, that's a, a different different <laughs> podcast about my rant let's about get, Love Never Dies. Let's Anyways. do the three Phantom of the Opera musicals and just watch Victoria get There's this. three? Yeah, because there's Who's one. Who's Victoria? Oh, our friend, your doppelganger. She looks a lot like Kristen Ritter. Um, Does she? Yes, almost <laughs> exactly. Jessica but uh, you should really listen to her. Moving, moving, yeah, no, moving on. Do you, do you ever get Jessica Jones? No, not really, because no. I wear glasses. Uh, oh, the Clark Kent thing. Nice. Yeah, yeah I get Clark nice. Kent all the time. You do? <laughs> um, so then there's Tom Hopper, who plays Luther, which is number one, which is that big... David, if you would take a look, no, he's the he, guy? Yeah. He's been in some shit. What's he been in? The big tall guy holding the umbrella? Yeah, Tom Hopper. Mm-hmm. He's been in Merlin, Black Sails, Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and Tormented. Don't know what that is. What okay. a fucking mainstream jock boy. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's <laughs> Some's working. Uh, yeah. He's number one. Um, this is not really a spoiler, because you find this out mm. really quickly. So he did... He did. He never left the team. He was very. He was very much a devoted mm-hmm. person to the cause. And then he almost died, and the adoptive father saved his life by, you know, touch, attaching an upper body of an ape to him, which is why he's really fucking big. Interesting. So he's got very, an ape torso. All right. Um, I'm gonna butcher this last name. David Castaneda. Yeah. Is that I, right? I see. 
Correa. David Cost- Castaneda. Castaneda. Yeah. Castaneda. He plays Diego. Um, he's a rebellious troublemaker with enhanced breath-holding abilities and gifted knife-throwing techniques. Basically, he's really fucking good at The this guy show. with the mask. Yeah. The guy with the mask. Gotcha. He throws a knife, the target always hits. So he's bullseye. He's bullseye. bullseye. Okay. But sexy. But he, sexy. He He's, um... Good, big difference. Yeah. The bullseye in last season's Daredevil is creepy as fuck. Yep. Yep. Ugh. Uh, so, and then the, we have Emmy Raven Lampman. Lamp. Lamp. Lampman. Lampman. Lamp. How would you, it spells, it's spelled like Lampman. I feel like a a over here. Lampman. Emmy Raven Lampman. Lampman. The P is silent, even though there is there. Lampman. Depends on what part of the toilet you had. Yeah, right? Um, she is, she has the ability to manipulate reality by, with the phrase, I heard a rumor, and then she says something, and then it comes true. That's cool. So she can... That's the one that's going shh. Yes. Yeah, okay. she she can be like, yo, David Ray, I heard a rumor that you punch yourself in the dick. And then you do <laughs> it. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. She can do that. She's now a, she's a celebrity. She made herself famous because that's what she wanted. Because she heard a rumor. Yeah, because she heard a rumor. And she's currently in a divorce because and she lost her child in custody battle because... She was basically making her child do what she wanted to do, which in the courts was considered awful. Yeah, sure. Um, abuse. Yeah, abuse. Yeah. Abusive. And yeah. so she's currently What's doing... mind control versus what's parenting? I ask you this. I ask you this. <laughs> ask your parents. They <laughs> don't want to. <laughs> oh, God. Now, actually, my favorite one, Aiden Gallagher, who is number five, who is the boy, mm-hmm. he is the one that can jump through time. So basically, when he comes back, he is... He's got a 58-year-old brain because mm-hmm. he's been in the future, but when he and he's old in the future, and then he time jumps back to try and save the world and goes back into his. This kid is body. gonna fucking work. He is fantastic. He is completely believable as a 58-year-old man trapped in a 13-year-old Just a body. Grumpy motherfucker. Do you play the next Bruce Wayne? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, he should also- make a show about him. Like growing into Bruce Wayne, like as a oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we should do that and then deviate from it and turn it into Gotham. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So he's he's probably my favorite one out of all of these guys. Because, okay. Um. He's really really good. So we have one character left that we haven't talked about. Yes, and that is number six, who is deceased, Ben, uh, which they don't have enlisted here. Hold on. Because he's probably at the bottom because he's recurring. So, the the tragedy too is like one of the team of seven got killed, and mm-hmm. we don't know how he got killed. Um, but oh, no, I was oh, talking about Boa Man. Oh God, I forgot. God, damn it, Bevan! He's saying goodbye on his hand. I yeah, he has a uh, hello and goodbye on his hands, which is oh, there we go. Very Beatles. Robert uh, Robert Sheenhan, which is Klaus, which is Klaus. A- Klaus. Klaus. Sorry. Klaus. Whatever. A flamboyant drug addict with the ability to communicate with the dead. So he sees dead people. Ah. Um, yeah. How is that efficient in a superpower scenario? You know, we're watching, we're figuring it out. Okay. I, have I mean, yet, it's I have yet to, to, be, to be seen. To be, to be seen. seen, and I mean, it's definitely an interesting power when a bunch of people have died and a bunch more people are going to die. So. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely, like, and the dead people can talk to him and he can find out information about what mm. happened. Yada, yada, yada. He actually is drugged up most of the time, so he doesn't... Because when he's drugged up, he the ability does not work. Okay. Or, 
so therefore it's quiet and contained and he also puts on music so he doesn't have to hear them so he's basically going through a lot of fucking trauma with this power like he hates it gotcha he's like a combination of baby driver meets Haley joel osmond gotcha but flamboyant gotcha. and a drug addict. meets david bowie gotcha right yeah sounds fun he's a party yeah i love him <laughs> he is a party he's a little bit annoying for me i love it uh, also too hot take mary j blige is in this as Ooh. a ruthless assassin um she's kind wow. of terrible wow she's better in other things i she's kind her line deliverance in this oh, is she's really great annoying. in music <laughs> <laughs> i know that wasn't she? Didn't she get a Emmy nom for uh, Godless or I don't know? I don't follow her acting career. I will look this up. But anyways, but long story short, she, her line deliverance in this is kind of awful to watch. Mm. Um, not that we necessarily need to care, but Den of Geek did not give this show a great review. They gave it a two point five out of five stars. Okay. okay. They cited that most of the problems are pacing. Um, okay. that some of the, there's a lot of add-on romantic entanglements that are not in the comic that they thought were worthless and not really, and pointless and not really worth adding in and there. Worthless and pointless? Those fuckers. Yeah, I mean, they basically <laughs> said that they, they didn't understand why the producers felt the need to add extra romantic entanglements when the dynamic between the five people was enough. Okay. I think there's one romantic entanglement that's actually in the comic book that they were like, cool, but they just breezed over it in the show in favor of other romantic entanglements. So they were like, I don't know, man, guys. I think you should have just left it alone. Um, We're all... I'm only five episodes in. I will say that... Some line deliverance bother me more than pacing. Okay. Um, it's not very action-packed, which I'm fine with. Like, I like the family dynamic. It's a dynamic. slow burn so far. It is a bit of a slow burn so far. Uh, Den of Geek did say that they could have cut out three episodes and got to the point by okay. episode like seven. Like every Marvel show in the history of ever? I think or? there's some sort of clause that they have to make ten episodes for international purposes or any kind of distribution purposes. Probably. So I think even if they want to just make something seven issues, because this was only a six-issue story. Right. So they could have just made every episode just one. Ep- uh, it's an hour episode? Hour episode? Yeah, yeah, these are hour episodes. So, Bevan, would you recommend this show to our casual listener? Uh, this is going to be tricky. I think if you have not read the comic, then give it a shot. Mm-hmm. I think if you have read the comic and you're a diehard and you love the comic book, you may be a little pissy about this show. Or you may have forgotten entirely about it, and then it's a bop. This is why I said <laughs> diehard. Yeah. So, um, okay, other news. Uh, the pilot for Doom Patrol dropped. Yes. And uh, I don't think anyone else but me watched it. No. Nope. Now, now, Brendan, my question is, just the Doom Patrol that we saw on Titans... Same Doom Patrol. Same Doom Patrol. Same Doom Same Patrol. team? Same team. Couple new elements. Okay. A little bit. Yes, it's an official spinoff of Titans. Okay. Yeah. So there's going to be a, another CW-verse. Berlanti-verse. Oh, Timothy Dalton is in this. Yeah, Timothy Dalton plays the captain mm-hmm. in it. He's a wheelchair-bound mad scientist, mm-hmm. which... I think is just what he was born to play. He's great. Uh, he's wonderful in it. Brendan Fraser is in the pilot and heavily features. And uh, 
he looks like a lumpy potato of great acting and 80s nostalgia. He's Is he back? Is Brendan Fraser back? Yish. Yeah. Yish. Yeah, he he's like he's but, not um, fully back. He's like lower back. He's like um, <laughs> um but yeah, no, he does a fantastic performance as does Matt Bomer and Alan Tudyk Yay. is everything that you want Alan Tudyk to be. He's, it's only because you have a major crush on Alan Tudyk. Yeah, we we may have banged a couple thousand times. We didn't. Don't was, tell him that. That was just me <laughs> jerking off. We look the same. It's yeah. fine. Um, no, Alan Tudyk is great in this. Uh, Matt Bomer does wonderful work. And it's just a really weird fucking show that I give a hard recommend to. Mm-hmm. Um... I think it's one of the stronger pilots, and I certainly like this pilot more than I like the Titans pilot. Fair enough. Well, I mean, uh, I heard Titans didn't end well. Titans was okay, and then the final episode was kind of Elseworldsy, and it was very weird, and I don't get why it happened. Now, out of out of out of Umbrella Academy and Titans. Going a little bit back to recommending. Oh, Umbrella Academy. You recommend that over Titans? Oh, yes. Okay, then I'm down to see that. Yes. Okay. I liked Titans well enough. It It was fine. It was was fine to fun. Yeah. I don't think it ever hit a point where I was like, this is fucking great. I thought it was so cheap. I was like, no, 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 no. Not everyone wants to fuck Dick Grayson, especially not this guy. That guy... That was not... I hated he's, that. He's so pretty and not charismatic. That. I hated that. Unfortunately. And he says, fuck Batman. I'm not interested. Yeah, that's like, I'm the goddamn... That's like Frank Miller saying, I'm the goddamn, goddamn Batman. Batman. I hate that. Uh, I hate that. It's great. Fuck Batman. I love it. Stupid. What other headlines do we have? I saw Wreck-It Ralph too. Ooh. That's a hard recommend. And, yeah. It's super fun. Super fun? Super fun. As fun as the first? Um, I think it's hard to be as fun as the first, but... Close. Okay. I mean, I was the only thing I heard that was worth it about Wreck-It Ralph Two was just the Disney princess part. Of that scene, scene was amazing. Yeah, that yeah, good. and that they fun. got a lot of the original uh, voiceover cast to come back. Which, side note, really quick, I want to talk about good. it. Um, so the 30th anniversary of The Little Mermaid came out this week, and Jodie Benson, the original voiceover actress of Ariel, has been receiving death threats. Why? So, here's, here's, uh, this may get a little sensitive, and that's fine. Sure. Um, for a while now, there have been some Me Too movement people that have said that The Little Mermaid is a bad movie for girls to watch, Mm -hmm. because Ariel is not a good feminist role model for women, and it's a Disney movie that they think that should be shelved. Okay. So, here's my hot take on that as somebody that grew up with the movie. I love Jodie Benson. I love The Little Mermaid. I think it's total bullshit. And here's why. Um, the entire premise of the little... Well, not the original story. The Di- Let's talk about the Disney version of it. Because I think compared to the original Hans Christian Andersen Little Mermaid, that some people have a point. Because mm-hmm. the, it's not really fleshed out. It's just, a, it's just a folk tale about a mermaid that falls in love with a man, cuts out her tongue to get human legs, and then dies and gets a soul at the end. It's really dark and gruesome. Yeah. Now, the Disney's Little Mermaid goes with some real things that I would compare my sister to. My sister is obsessed with Korean culture. She's obsessed with K-pop. She's obsessed with um, anything Korean. 
So she has crushes on Korean boys because of that. Now, one time my mom and her had an argument. My sister called me angry because she's 16. And she says, you know what? I'm just going to make my mom angry and marry a Korean boy. Now, let's go back to Ariel for a second. She's obsessed. The setup of Ariel is she's obsessed with human culture. She likes to collect human artifacts. The entire song of Part of the World is not about a man. It's about her engagement and her curiosity with the human culture. Who doesn't like that? Her father. Mm -hmm. Her father says, no, you can't. You're forbidden to see humans. So naturally, I think it would be obvious that she would get attracted, rebel, Mm -hmm. and become attracted to a human man. Mm -hmm. She also saves him from a wreck. Yes. Now, another thing that happens in the show, too, is that there is a sea witch that is recognizing that this teenager, teenager, 616, is rebellious Mm -hmm. she is high strong and emotional as most raging hormone teenagers are and they wait for a moment when they both have a fight Mm -hmm. he gets mad at her because she saved a human from drowning Mm -hmm. she doesn't understand she's hurt he destroys her room of of artifacts and at that precise moment that she's upset there is presented a solution, quotation marks, of, hey, I know you're upset about your dad. Why live here? Go get some human legs and go get that guy. I think that's completely relatable and doesn't make her any less of a feminist. Yeah, there's, be- a, there's a really great think piece on this and it, it was, that I read and forget most of the salient details, too. But, like, the idea of she's making choices. Mm-hmm. What? What the fuck? Come on. But, like, but this all started because Kira Knightley apparently was on Ellen, and she said that her daughter's not allowed to watch The Little Mermaid because she's like, oh, no, girl power, go save yourself. And I'm thinking, that's a terrible... Out of all the Disney princesses to attack, mm-hmm. go attack Sleeping Beauty for sleeping most of the entire movie and having the fairies and the prince do it. Like, Eric only saved um, Ariel at the last I second mean, after she tried to save her dad. Like, if we're, we're going to take problematic takes on Sleeping Beauty, I'm not going to blame the sleeping one. I'm going to blame the everyone that's dude awake. who kisses the sleeping chick. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, Kira Knightley, mostly right on a lot of things. Really enjoy her in a lot of movies. It's an opinion that I, I don't But apparently it's, a, it's, it's, it's a other women's opinions, and that's fine to have your opinion. If you don't want your child to watch The Little Mermaid, fine. But for Jodie Benson to receive death threats... That's ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's over the top. That's absurd. I'm, I'm going to throw that's this absurd. out there, that uh, death threats, in most cases, step too far. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's an absurd thing. Uh, I, I, I wish we didn't have a culture where that was remotely permissible. Yeah, we're talking about a Disney movie. Uh, that, but, like, this happens all the fucking time. Everything that has fandom that borders into fanaticism, like, has that. You have the women of Star Wars getting off the internet because of all the bullshit they have to deal with. It sucks. And I've also... I don't think I've really heard, except for maybe Jake Lloyd mm-hmm. and Hayden Christensen getting I'm at shit. best. Yeah. Who? I'm at best. Jar Jar? Thoughts up. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they, there's not that... It's prototypically women that get bullied off the internet. Sure. It's still shit. It's all shit. If you are a fan, and if you are listening to this podcast, and you feel the urge to tell someone that you want to kill them... 
maybe go seek help. Maybe don't type that. Yeah. Maybe go get a cup of hot cocoa and make a fart noise and realize that the world, not that serious, and no. nor should your way you interface with this. Because the little fucking mermaid should not get death threats. Well, and also, too, I, it's a, it's fine to have the conversation of whether or not you want to consider Ariel a feminist character or not. Sure. Uh, I think that has merit. Yeah. But, I think that has merit, but I think, but you But you're know, wanting to kill someone up no. right? Right. No, I mean, it, you, you, we could argue that, you know, at the end of the movie, the 16-year-old marries a 20-something. Yep. You know, that's that's a little iffy, because how old is Eric, let's say? How old is Eric? And I think what? he's like 19 or 20. 19 or 20? And he so he's, he's drawn older. He is drawn older. <laughs> so is Pocahontas. Pocahontas is... Well, that was Pocahontas all... is just a well, shit show. That's, that's a shit show. Well, 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 well. Yeah. That Disney movie is another conversation. It's also a boring-ass movie. Yeah. <laughs> With the raccoons cute. Uh. But, I mean, if we're really talking about, like, the Disney version of The Little Mermaid, I don't think Ariel is less feminist because of her choices. Mm-hmm. I think she... I think it, I applaud Disney for, A, giving her a motivation besides a man. Like, she was... I think the her attraction towards the human culture is the reason why she got attracted to him in the first place Mm. to begin with you know like again going back to my sister she was a fan first before Eric yeah she was a fan of the human culture before Eric and they did nicely set up scenes where she was genuinely like excited and curious Mm -hmm. and she skipped a concert to go raid a, a you know, uh, a sunken ship. Right. She went to Scuttle to learn, I want to learn what this fork is, and it's right. completely wrong, but it's her sitting there going, I need to know what these things do. Right. And the entire I want song is not, I want a boyfriend, I want to get married. It's, I want to be in this world, yeah. because it seems so much cooler than mine. Right. Which I think is very relatable and very empowering. Mm-hmm. Um and well, it's, even, just, it's just like putting a mirror on teenagers. Yeah, know? and I think it's just, I don't think it makes her any less weak of a character for that. Mm. Well, it just depends on what you're looking for. Like, it depends on what mothers yeah. or, like, parents are looking for their kids to find, like, you know, something that they can identify with and what they choose. It's the parent's choice. Yes. Uh, I to, support to, that. To, 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 like, show them, okay, not Ariel, but maybe Belle. Or maybe, you know, uh, Snow White. If, you know, that's a positive image for girls. I don't think so. Snow White's pretty useless in my book. Yep. You know, she kind of, like, does nothing and mm-hmm. gets killed for it almost. So it's kind of like, I think, to send death threats and to be that hardcore about it the death threats is un, is just unspeakable and is wrong. Yeah. The a mother's opinion is just that. Yeah. Yeah. It's someone's opinion, and it doesn't yeah, matter if they're on the Ellen Show. It doesn't matter if they're right across the street. It's their fucking opinion because it's their yeah. fucking kid. Yeah. Great. I'm sorry to say fucking, and but it's true. Like it's their. Just be a parent to that. Don't be a that meaning the kid you have. Right. Don't yeah. be a parent. To every child, pop culture. Yeah. yeah, don't be a be a parent to your kid. Yeah, that's what's important. That's what the kids want. And kid it's not wants. a judgment call on you as a yeah. parent that she wants to, her kid to see a certain type of narrative and veer her towards that. Yeah, that's fucking fine. That's everyone's that, prerogative. That's yeah, exactly. Fine. So let's uh, let's talk about what are we excited for that's coming up. Because we're we're getting near time, and I want to get to a spot where we can uh, end on some positive notes of things that we're jazzed about. I don't know. I thought that was a very positive note. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> no, I thought I thought we wrapped that pretty no, I well. Think, I think it, uh, just to, just to button that real quick on yep. the Little Mermaid thing it was just like uh, the, the the late actress that played Ariel to get death threats. 
on the on the eve of this 30th anniversary thing is 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 one it sounds like horseshit to, to, uh, in terms of like the people that are doing that yeah it sounds like okay this is a good platform to jump on and be controversial yeah it sounds like weak sauce and like find a different hobby than like terrorizing people that were just doing a job she's not ariel she didn't write the little mermaid she's an actor that did a job it has nothing to do with her leave her the hell alone yeah it's absurd insulting and just crass and dehumanizing to hear shit like that yeah i know so it's, it's inhumane it's yeah like, it's it's, it's, it's just stupid so don't be a dick don't yeah. be to a other dick. people you know that person did not have the intentions like i'm gonna do ariel because of the positive this is a job a great job that had timeless musical classics and was a blockbuster back in 89 89 correct so i'm sorry that's happening to this actor because that's yeah. all that that's all she is she's an actor yeah she's a, prof- a great actor and that part you know? gave her multiple jobs for exactly. the last 30 years and she's still to this day she voiced in wreck it ralph 2 ariel Great. So it's, it's that's awesome. It's a blessing for her Fuck that yeah. this, this part has resonated as long as it has. What a bunch Th- of things dicks. I'm excited for. I'm excited for the 30th anniversary of that, and I'm also. Is there something happening for that? Uh, oh, they just did another re-release of it on DVD, on DVD. Blu-ray. There's oh, extra features. Right. There's um, a good talk back with Alan Menken, like the composer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where cool. he talks to Jody Benson up because Howard Ashman died of AIDS uh, during Beauty and the Beast, and Howard Ashman uh, Ashman was the lyricist behind The Little Mermaid. And Beauty and the Beast, and gotcha. part of Aladdin. That's huge. Uh, yeah, so he was. They were. The Little Mermaid was the jump-off point to the Disney Renaissance. Yeah. So it's thanks yeah, to yeah, the Little yeah. Mermaid that Dis- Disney almost went bankrupt, and yep. Disney was almost like in the gutter. Like, and the Little Mermaid turned it all oh, around. And it peaked at Lion King. And that peaked at Lion King. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. They the had Little a, Mermaid. Beauty the nineties were Lion a King. good fucking run. That yep. was that was hardcore. That yep. was great. Early nineties. Listeners, watch the early 90s Disney. The trajectory is insane. Yeah. Insane. Like, it only gets better. That ne- rarely happens. Yeah. The, the fucking 89 to, let's say, 99 run of Disney... Was great. Is like Our the, childhood was awesome. It's like the yeah. Beatles run. Yeah. yeah. It's, in, it's like Stan Lee's run, mm-hmm. where you're just like, the output that you had and the quality that it was is bananas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot speaking. of that was Alan Macon too. The composer yeah. just was just on board. The music was always just on point. Yeah, why don't you send Death Threats to Alan Macon? Yeah, he's the one that wrote the songs. Yeah, why don't you do that, huh? No, don't do that to don't Alan Macon. I love he's Alan Macon. Jesus, man. fucking he's a turds. He's people, a are turds. Yeah. People, exactly. people are turds. People are turds. Um, Speaking of, real quick, before we go into things that we are excited to see, the yes. things I'm not excited to see, who saw that Will Smith genie? Oh. Uh, I am not excited. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not <laughs> going to talk about it. That is... Again, again, Disney had this high, and then there's this. There's these the live-action movies, and I'm just like, dude, what? I, I think Lion King's going to be dope. I think Aladdin is going to be... I don't know. I'm not going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, there's no... Captain Marvel looks great. <laughs> <laughs> Initial reactions are good. People are... Then again, so were Aquaman's reactions. And Aquaman... Yeah. 
is not a good movie. I enjoyed it. I, I, it doesn't matter. It's not a good movie. It was very fun. It's not. Yeah. It was so dull. No, no, it did not. It did not. It did not you know what? Always, it was so pretty. Oh, my God. And Patrick Wilson going, Aah! Every time he speaks, he ends with, You know, that's a vocal warm-up. Oh, my God. A musical theater like, He was going for it. I'll give him that. He was like, yeah, he's bad guy guy. Yeah, but... He's bad guy guy yeah, guy. Yeah, he's bad guy guy. But it was just like, God, and then Amber Hurt's talking and Jason Moa talking, you're like, what Other are than you that, doing? Like her, speaking of Little Mermaid, my brother leaned over every time we were in the movie theater and she was on she was on screen and he would go, I want to be where the people Yeah, are. seriously. She's like a dull, no charisma Ariel. Yep. Like she had nothing. 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 It Loved was it. Dullsville, man. Yeah, some death threats to her. I'm kidding. Don't, no, don't, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. for that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm kidding. <laughs> Guys, it's a joke. It's a joke. Don't do it. Don't. Don't. don't be a piece of trash. No. Yeah, don't be a dick. Yeah. Uh, but I'm really excited for Captain Marvel. Yes, okay. It Captain like, Marvel. It looks like it's going to be... Initial reviews, even though there's a review embargo, people are like being sneaky about being like, oh, it's weird. Not Guardians of the Galaxy way weird, but weird enough. And apparently there's going to be a Nirvana song in it. Guys, I'm excited for some blockbuster. That's all I'm saying. You know, the soundtrack to this could be a fucking banger. Mm -hmm. Could be. Could be good, yeah. The 90s were the perfect era of music. Uh, Don't at me. It's perfect. I loved it. Alright, alright. I'm excited for it. I'm out of the Marvel movies. Endgame, I'm excited just because I was like, okay, let's see how this ends. It's just like, I'm not like, yes, let's see. I'm like, Let's see how this ends. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for. Sounds like a... you're emotionally bracing yourself. I am because I've been I've been on on the Marvel train, you know, for since the beginning. Fucking since Iron Man, and I want to see what the arc of Iron Man's gonna be and Captain America and all that. I'm most excited about Spider Man. Uh, far away from home. Spider-Man? Far from home. Yeah. I'm, I'm have more, you heard yeah, the for sure? Have you t- heard the rumor that Spider Man Far From Home is before Endgame and they're on the bus? But that bus scene in Infinity War is sorry before Infinity War, and the bus scene at in the beginning, Infi- at the yeah. beginning of Infinity War is the War ending of is the ending of Far that'd from be Home. interesting. That'd be I I don't know what to I didn't hear that. That'd be that's kinda, one of the rumors. That'd be one of the rumors just to explain. I think that was just an internet thing that was like, hey, this is how this could happen, even though Peter Parker totally disappeared in those yeah. Yeah, exactly. It could uh, be that if it's that great i don't right, care right. because the idea of the movie seems adorable as homecoming was yeah and the idea of spider-man agent of shield is the best the idea that nick fury w- recruits spider-man gives him a suit and it's spider-man agent of shield i'm all about spider-man agent of shield yeah that sounds like a ridiculous also, awesome idea i'm just entirely about how much fun sam jackson must be having Dude. with all this now he's got a whole new cast of characters to talk down to. <laughs> it's great. I can't wait. This when looks... are we gonna get that Nick Fury movie, or is Captain Marvel effectively? I don't. Bad? I don't I think... think. I don't think Nick Fury needs a movie. Like I don't think Black Widow needs a movie. I don't no. think Nick Fury. Oh, needs I a movie. think Black Widow hella needs a movie. Oh, whatever. I think. I think it's called Red Sparrow, and it already got released, and but, it wasn't that good. But I'm. I'm here for it. The super fucked up Russian spy one. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Because, like, here, here's the thing that I have enjoyed with some of the Marvel movies that I think they can go farther in 
is breaking genre mm-hmm. a little bit. You mean like Thor Ragnarok? Like Which Thor Ragnarok. I, yes. Thor Ragnarok and Captain America Winter Soldier are very different yeah. fucking movies. Yep. And it's a makes it an even cooler thing when we get the tapas experience that is the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, ah, I got my garlic shrimp and my potatoes bravas. It's amazing. <laughs> Which is the potatoes bravas? Oh, definitely Captain America. He's a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Very good. All right. So, yeah. I am here for those. I'm excited for Endgame. I'm apprehensive about Endgame. Are you? Like, yeah, I'm just going to have feelings. Oh, fair enough. I know sure. it's going to be good. Yeah. I'm just going to have a lot of feelings. I think it's, yeah, it'll be fun. One of the reactions so far about Captain Marvel is one person tweeted, Thanos doesn't stand a fucking chance. Cool. So I don't know what that says about what Captain Marvel does power-wise. It says her danceability is fire! (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's cool because Endgame trailer so far are just focusing on the Avengers. Yep. On the original roster. They're only focusing on that in terms of marketing. Yep. Uh... The ending of, of Infinity War teased Captain Marvel, so there's no, so far there's no, nobody knows what she's going to do. Right. We have to see this movie There's also her. a theory like, that she got edited out of the trailer. There's like a gap when all of them are together. Oh, like that the roster Civil, shot yeah. in the yeah. Civil War where uh-huh. it's just like, oh, where's Spider-Man? Oh, he, they where, just put him later. Where's Booty Man? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be great. Guys, I'm excited. Also, Star Wars comes out this year. Yeah, the happened. last episode. Yeah, but I'm excited about that. I don't, I don't that. know how it's I feel about it. Big spectacle year in terms of movies. There's a lot of spectacle movies. I'm excited. Well, Lion King comes out this year, too. Yeah, yes. So does Toy Story 4, which apparently they said Tim Allen and Tom Hanks tweeted that they cried because this, this script is so goddamn hard. How do you top the third one emotionally? I, I have no I idea. Think, I don't think you go into it unless it does. Yeah. Which, you know what, I have faith that Pixar can. I mean, Pixar only really failed twice in my book. They made the Cars trilogy. Yeah, yeah, which is one of the failures in my opinion. Yeah, what's the other one? Oh, I didn't like The Good Dinosaur. Oh, yeah. Wait, that was Pixar? That was Pixar. That was not Disney. No. Okay. That was Pixar. I did not see The Good Dinosaur. Yeah, fuck that movie. Oh, it was was so forgettable. It was not even, like, I was so angry that it was so forgettable. Forgettable because you know, the thing with Pixar is they just again talk about a good streak since Toy Story, they've had a pretty that, solid that first 10, that first decade of Pixar first... is flawless. Oh, yeah, yes, there's not a bad movie in the Brave. First... I had such high hopes for Brave. Oh, yeah, Brave was movie... just whatever. I liked Brave. Uh, Brave is a mothers and daughters movie, it's not for us, it's not, but it's As not a good mothers and daughters me. movie. And, and Victoria <laughs> and Bevan both hated it. Those Stop are the only two about people... your friend Victoria. Listen, they She's look not the same. Here. They look the same. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, and with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Brendan Sokler. I'm David Ray. And I'm Bevan. Thanks, guys, for watching. Please feel free to subscribe, like, and go visit us at adultish.tv. Or at footprint.tv. One of the others. Either or. There's a .tv at the end of it. We're going to fuck off. Bye. Bye. Bye.